Welcome back to Trauma, Drama, and Life. I'm your host, Ben Taylor, and my wife, Kayla Taylor. We're super glad to be here. You guys have been showing so much love and so much um, gratefulness just for this podcast. I wanted to thank you and appreciate you so much. If you get the chance, like, rate, review, share it, uh, because we've been really surprised on how much the podcast has kind of like blown up. Uh, this now time of recording is our sixth episode, and yeah. wow. can't believe it. Like we've been yeah. doing this just for a <laughs> month, really, and been really shocked. Um, y'all have been very gracious on stuff that you guys have written in, um, either to the email ben at rawmotivations.com, or you've been messaging stuff on Instagram, or maybe you've clicked on one of the polls. And so, if you want to have topics or different things, particularly that you want to have us answer or discuss feel free to be able to leave that uh, we'll probably be working on putting something like on the website like official of like hey fill this out so yeah. we know um but until we get our act together we're just here <laughs> kind of winging it and y'all are gracious enough to listen so thank you so much for being here appreciate it uh what we want to dive into and talk about some today is some of the concepts about arguing and managing conflict and kind of give you a a glimpse into the past of what that looked like in the past and how that kind of transpired and then also what we do now on a day-to-day -day basis to try to be able to process and deal with conflict in a healthy and a safe way uh versus a mean old narcissistic way kind of thing yeah so anyways um conflict uh what did that look like in the past like what from your perspective what was conflict what was like arguments and stuff like that in the past terrible <laughs> right um no but like really it was awful it was kind of like how we touched on on the last podcast um i would literally go into any type of conflict or situation and just have this like fight or flight response or i would freeze and just kind of like disassociate and it was not not good at all and there would be a lot of like going around in a circle of like you would say something and besides, <clears throat> in a normal, healthy conflict, you would say it, you'd get your emotions out, you'd say, this is what is wrong, how do we fix it? And instead, it would be like this circular thing where we would still not really get anywhere, and we would end up attacking the other person and each mm -hmm. other. Um, like a lot of arguments and the conflict was more or less like something's there that's inconveniencing me. And then when you try to hold me accountable, it's like, let me figure out how I can attack you mm -hmm. so that I don't have to deal with that shame, that guilt, that frustration, anything like that. Yeah. And then in return, because of how I am, my personality, I would attack you back, mm -hmm. which is obviously not the correct thing to do at all. But, you know, it's... Right. And like, like we mentioned before, like that wasn't like immediate. That was something that right. built up over a period of time, too. But I mean, in in the relationship, a big aspect, you know, early on is we just both thought the relationship was kind of crappy, kind of first year of marriage mm -hmm. of like, you know, this isn't working out well. Like we just like we have issues like we we did uh, we did what uh, premarital counseling um mm -hmm. and that was kind of a joke we can say that for another topic <laughs> i think somebody great. asked about that okay, like, yeah. they, so that, that, about that, that didn't help um but then but, but we also did like other counseling you know we did you know friends and like personality stuff and, and other like counseling stuff to try to be able to help fix you know conflict and things like that yeah. and there's a big aspect that we never really had the tools or the resources or even understood a lot of times what that conflict was it was more or less like let me try to destroy your argument and if i can't destroy your argument logically then i'll try to destroy you logically so that your argument no longer stands yeah 
Yeah, or so it's I, no longer like effective. Right. Know? And so it would just, it would not get anywhere. And so I would walk away feeling defeated and he would walk away feeling, I don't even know, like happy or whatever. Like he won, but in reality, like in <laughs> nothing reality, got accomplished. Right. In reality, <laughs> like, we both lost. It wasn't, it wasn't. And that's the hard thing is like, it's either like, oh, either I win or I don't win. I win or I'm shamed, you know? And so it's yeah. like, let's not deal with shame. So like, I'm going to win at all costs. And on the times that he did feel shame or whatever, like I was actually able to logically somehow get to him, then he would still at some point be like, well, that was, that didn't get anywhere. Like, but, he would just or make I'd like flip, underhanded comments. Or I'd flip on you. You'd be like, hey, that, that, so like, I guess a popular one is like, hey, that cup is blue. And you know, we'd argue about it for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. And then I'd be like, yeah, that cup is blue. And you'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, like, just, like, and those things, like, I would pick up on, and I'm like, you literally said that cup was white, and, mm -hmm. and, like, then it would start to turn into, like, us going back and forth, and I was like, okay, whatever, like, I know that I am right in what I heard you say. Right, but, but then, like, I, I think I normally, like, would walk away from the conversation at that right. point, because in my, in my mind, I just switched it so that I'm right anyway, so then yeah. it's okay for me to disengage. Yeah, so that whole, like, gaslighting aspect. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean, huge aspect of that. There's something else I was going to say, but I forgot. Um, but yeah, just the the conflicts were never good. Um, were never good in how we engaged with it, of, of how I treated you. I, oh, I was going to mention, like, how petty, you know, how petty the arguments could be. Because mm -hmm. I think, like, some people are like, well, like, it, just, it seems, like, so stupid that we'd be arguing about this. But, like, we argued about a lot of stupid things, right? Oh, yeah. We We'd probably argue. I mean, putting you on like the spot. Something, as as I like, know. I'm trying to like yeah. think. But... There's like a lot of things that we would like argue about, or that I would go off on you about. I remember. I remember because I did a video a while back um, where you reminded me of like how like what it wasn't an argument. It was a conflict of like me coming at you because of the noodles that you used. Remember that? Oh yeah. Like his mom makes this dish that he really likes, and so I tried to um, recreate it. Mm -hmm. literally got the exact same noodles because I wanted to make sure that I was going to get like the wife of the year award for like making this dish. And he right. was like, you used the wrong noodles. And I was like, I did not. <laughs> and so like, he, just like stuff like that of like, well, that doesn't, this does not taste like my mom's. Like you used the wrong right. noodles and just stop stupid, like little. Comments. Which is crazy how much it's like ingrained because even like recounting that story, there's like a piece of me inside that's like, no, they are the wrong noodles. You know, that wants to be like, but they didn't taste the same, which I mean, is probably just my perception of it, not even the reality of like what I have, because like I have such a skewed perception of everything at that point, you know. But uh, I also think like with arguing and conflict, a huge part is destroying the argument. Like there's a huge aspect that as the narcissist, it's like if I can... If I can, if I can win the argument, that's one thing. If I feel like I can't win the argument, then I destroy the argument. And if I can't win by destroying the argument, then I have to destroy you as a person so that your argument doesn't stand. Right. Hope that makes sense. So like, um, but it could be as petty as like, you'd be like, you know, Hey, I showed up at 10 o'clock and you weren't there. And we have this whole argument because I'm like, well, I'm actually right because you showed up at 10 one, you know, like just anything that I can find in your story to to get rid of it. And, and it's only, it only makes sense in the mind of the narcissist of like, 
you know, you, you drove, you drove to work and you saw a blue bird, you know, well, you know, actually it was red. So actually you didn't drive to work. Like that's how like the mind goes of like, if I can destroy one tiny piece of your argument, then the whole argument falls, which is not really the case. It's just like one tiny fragment of it, but like in the narcissist mind and oftentimes makes the other person believe that like, hey, you didn't see that or this didn't happen or this one, you you were late by one minute. So therefore, everything you've been saying is like discounted. Yeah. So, yeah. And just so everybody's clear, I've not made those noodles <laughs> since either. <laughs> but we've had that dish. What noodles have you made? Just... Um, your, from your mom. Your mom has made it. You I haven't have made not that made dish? it anymore really? since you said that. <laughs> and now I feel bad. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so it just goes back to, um, yeah, like what he was saying is it's just their, their mind is like very logical. And I, and I think that if you are not somebody who likes logic or analytics or analyzes things, then like those types of conversations are going to be, or conflicts or arguing or whatever is going to be 20 times harder for you. And I'm not saying that to like discourage anybody. I'm just saying if that's not your forte, then like they are going to easily be able to like destroy like any claim that you have. And I mm-hmm. think that that is kind of where I had like a slight leg up because like I knew logically going into something that if I had the evidence, mm-hmm. I was like very confident of like, yeah, I'm going to like quote unquote win this argument, which is so mm-hmm. weird in thinking because like you you don't want to win arguments when you're married. Like you're supposed to be to work together, to work together. Right. But just when you, when you're not in a healthy situation in a healthy environment, then that's kind of like your, your goal is to like set out to win against that person. And so there would be times that I would walk away feeling like defeated of like, man, my logic isn't like great. Or like, it would be like discouraging to me or kind of like a blow at my like confidence in my logic or analytics when really like he's literally taking one little bitty tiny detail and like twisting it or Mm -hmm. if we would be going on into this conflict for i don't know 15 20 25 minutes and we would get back to the start of the argument and i would misspeak and like say the statement wrong Mm -hmm. he'd be like see you said it wrong therefore invalid like so if i wasn't like on if my mind was getting tired of like having to present like all of these facts and like everything else and like having to re rehash them every single time after time after time after time my mind would start to just kind of like disassociate and then i would just like slip up and that's where he would like come in and like right be like crushed right like therefore like your whole whole thought process argument isn't about yeah yeah Yeah, no, I I think that's a a huge aspect and i wouldn't we we try not to to generalize because like not all narcissists are going to do that or be that exact same way but there is like a definite aspect of it especially i would say a lot of like covert types that you know use either you know knowledge power different things to be able to try to influence other people Mm -hmm. to think or to respond or to react a certain way so i think there's like a huge aspect of that um what do you feel like was that you started noticing like when you came back as far as like a change and like the arguing and like the conflict and how we start to navigate that now. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's like super hard. Cause if you've listened to some of our previous podcasts, I talk about when I came back, it was so triggering. Um, and the aspect of like when we'd have to face conflict and I knew that there, 
be that time. Like, because mm-hmm. coming back, like, whether he, we were going to stay together or not, a new conflict was going to arise because of everything from our past. And so, um, I remember just being super guarded in our first, like, conflict. And I think that we both, in one sense, just, like, froze. Like, I remember there was times, I don't remember the exact conflict it was, but I remember when we both went into the the argument, we were like, X, Y, and Z, this is blah, blah, blah. And so we would, like, say our things, and then we would just, like, freeze. And, like, nobody, we reacted. Like, we didn't, nobody reacted, nobody did anything, and we were just like, what do we do? (laughs) I think there's, like, there's definitely, like, a fear on both sides of, like, you're afraid that I'm going to react and then I'm afraid that I'm going to react or I'm afraid that like how I react is going to determine like what you're going to do, you know, and that like confidence piece on both sides that was missing. Yeah. So it took us a while, Mm -hmm. like a long time (laughs) working with our um, counselor and, and all to just figure out how to even go about like having healthy conflict. And I, and I would say it's really I mean, there's been some obviously like learning curves and stuff, but right. I think that like we're now at a place to where it is like healthier. Obviously, it's still triggering. You yeah, know, it's still like I think it's healthy to be like you know, hey, even though you know we've been like actively like working on this for you know a year or so kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like there's there's still moments that are extremely triggering. You yeah. know, and you know sometimes people ask you know like are you are you worried about him slipping up or like, you know, do you ever slip up? And, you know, I'm like, I'm human, you know, so there's times that, you know, I've been, you know, extremely triggered and, you know, really in the past year, I can only remember like one time where I got like really upset kind of thing. And it was super hard to be able to calm that down. But even I think the other, uh, the other really good example really was what it was like two days ago or something like that. Um, But I mean, that was like, we could both feel it like we it wasn't a it wasn't a super awful or hard argument but it was one that like i can look back now and identify like i was triggered with shame because like i originally said something and then i like wanted to change my mind on it and wanted to stick with like the new the new thought process and then i felt bad that i was doing that i felt bad that i was impacting you that way like i didn't want to own up to that i was owning up to it but i didn't want to feel that and it was like extremely triggering so i think from my perspective, at least, it was engaging, you know, a little bit of like fight and flight on your side. And it yeah. was engaging more fight on my side. And like, because I could feel it like wanting to bubble up. Right. And, you know, I remember being like, you know, hey, like we need to like stop. And then you were like, you know, we need to calm down and like put a pause on this because like it was something that just like I could feel like the, yeah. I don't know. It was like and then the, time the rage of... trigger was trying to get right. pressed, you know. And the time of day that it was, it was... I mean, if you have kids, you know, you always have that chaotic, like, house, like, that chaotic time in your house, and ours is always in the evenings, afternoons, around, after dinner, around bath time. Right. And that's exactly when this, like, conversation was taking place, but it started in, at dinner, and then it just kind of trickled in. And, like, I looked at him at a point, because our daughter is, like, having, like, the time of her life in the background, screaming and, like, carrying on, like, not a care in the world. And I looked at him, and he, like, we're both already, like, on this, like, fight mode. Mm-hmm. And I look at him, and I'm like this is not the time or the place to have this conversation. I was like, we both are like getting very triggered and like mm-hmm. very upset. We just need to take a pause. And so in that moment, like, I think neither one of us like 
in one sense, like, we knew that was the right thing, but it's also, we haven't been faced with this type of conflict, like, Mm -hmm. as far as, like, being this triggered before, and really, it's just because there's, like, other things of life, like, you're going to be more triggered when there's other stressors in your life going around, going on, and it just happened to be, like, right now, we're just in a season of stress, (laughs) and so, it's just one of those, like, things of, like, this conversation probably wouldn't have been as triggering if other things wouldn't have been happening, but it is triggering. So how are we going to handle it? Mm-hmm. And so honestly, like I'm proud of like how we handled it because before it would have just exploded mm-hmm. and we would have just like, he, he would have raged at me or I would have raged at him and like, just kind of like word vomited, like everything that's happening, like in our lives right now, that's like right. very frustrating and triggering and like all this thing. And so Instead, we just were like, we can't attack the person. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing that we've, like, learned and, like, grown from is, like, the person is not the problem. I mean, yes, he is an narcissist. So there's – that that's the Big case. But when, yeah. Big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, right. if you're in a healthy relationship – so, like, even if you're listening to this and, like, wondering how we deal with conflict now, like, and you're in a healthier relationship and not a toxic relationship, like, mm-hmm. the – the person is not the problem it's the conflict so like whatever is causing dealing with the con- tri- attacking yeah. the problem instead of the person correct kind of thing. yeah um so yeah and i think it's hard because like in that moment you know i had to be open to you saying like let's put a pause on it mm-hmm. which I'd, I'd kind of like said that in my mind and, and in my words, but they definitely didn't come out as, as nicely. It was just more like, like, just stop, you know, like it was yeah. like, it was like frustrated kind of thing. And, you know, there also has to be like that openness, which I think for me also tracks back to like the guilt and the shame, but also like that safe, that safety, mm-hmm. which normally people don't talk about it on like the narcissist side of like, they want safety and things like that. And you know, it's hard because then you can give people like too much hope of like, oh, I just need to love them and make a safe space so they can abuse me more, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I try not to talk about that in that aspect, but like for me, like trying to grow and change in what I'm doing, there also has to be like that, like safety of like, okay, if we put a pause in this conversation, it doesn't mean that I'm the worst person in the world. It doesn't activate like all this shame that says like, okay, like you're, you know, you're an awful dad, you're an awful husband and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, I can actually like, sit in that moment where before like that was never even like a possibility it was Mm -hmm. like you just told me to stop like what are you talking about like it would just go like that would be another trigger to like rage out even more yeah and so yeah in that aspect we've we've definitely like grown in that way and then it's just dealing with like little conflicts like we just kind of like address them and and i think it helps whenever we're both able to as we're both learning and growing to engage in different levels of vulnerability, you know, because that really is what helps produce any type of change is being able to be honest and vulnerable with where we actually are, what we're doing, what we're feeling. And then Mm -hmm. understanding that like at the end of the day, like I can be vulnerable with you and you know, you're still, you're still here to like help me work through it or you can be vulnerable with me and I'm not going to rage on you. That like safety piece I think is huge that, you know, did not exist before, you know, and, you know, if you're listening to this today and it doesn't exist in your relationship, like don't be holding onto that pipe dream. You know, if there's no change behavior, honesty, vulnerability, and consistent change, then you're not in a healthy relationship that you should be investing that time, money, and energy into. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was, I was going to say that too. Just don't, don't like think that just because like he's changed or whatever that like, it's going to be just, this is our little little disclaimer that that's going to be your um 
Her episode disclaimer. <laughs> your uh, your scenario as well, but again, right. you just have to look for consistent change. Like if they say they're going to change, look for consistent change, vulnerability, um, and just them actively trying to create a safe space. Like safety goes both ways; it's not just a one way street. So like I could have a safe space for him. But if he doesn't create a safe space for me, then that's still like a toxic relationship. Like that's not healthy. That's not. It's not going to help us yeah. get anywhere Correct. Or, or progress or anything. And right. some of that, I feel like we've dived into and been able to engage and understand more of that um, going through counseling and therapy, like individually for a good while. And then now together as a couple being able mm -hmm. to see, and there's been like several times that I feel like I've had different like epiphanies of you know, especially like the problem, not the person, you know, like there's been a lot of times I attribute, you know, there being a problem to it being, it's all about me, you know, yeah. obviously, but like, it's all about me as far as like, like I'm the problem. So activate shame. So activates, you know, my flight response or my fight response kind of a thing versus mm -hmm. like actually dealing with the problem consistently. But again, we only made that choice to, to go to counseling together. Like after we'd already been doing like our own individual therapy for, you know, years kind of thing yeah so and a, after i came back and started right that, yeah so. no, obviously yeah but yeah that's a. I think that's all we got that's all we got on our sticky note today so yeah. if you guys want to hear more uh just about our lives more questions more things that like we've been talking through kind of snippets into our life feel free to be able to email us at ben at rawmotivations.com um or you can shoot me a message on instagram or we'll put up a we'll see maybe about putting up a poll uh, maybe like every monday whenever you do it just to get more feedback from you guys of what you guys want to hear mm -hmm. you guys have been super amazing and super grateful for everybody who's like shared and rated and reviewed everything so thank you guys so thank much thank you and we'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. See you then.